0: You're listening to the Captivatingly Confident Podcast. My name is Kim Ludeman, and I'm here to help facilitate conversations around what it means to step into your confidence so you can live the life you want, not the one you think you should. Join me as we talk about body and self-acceptance, nutrition, movement, and mindset so that you can uncover what dulls your sparkle so you can shine. With that, let's go to the show. Hey, friends, I'm so excited to bring you this episode, which is an amazing interview that I did with the incredible sleep coach, Brittany Stefanik. She is, oh, she's such an incredible human being, and I'm so pumped and thrilled to be able to share her expertise on sleep, and we talk about so much in this episode, ranging from misconceptions about sleep to real obstacles slash excuses and how to practically start to make sleep a form of self-care rather than just another thing to check off your list and how to use it as a way to positively impact yourself and those around you. So let me tell you a little bit about Brittany because she is Amazing. She is the mama of three-year-old Lincoln and knows the value of a great night of sleep, which is why she founded Sleeper Teachers Sleep Consulting. A science geek and lover of sleep, this Enneagram type 1 believes deeply that sleep is a superpower and that you need more of it, whether you are a mom, a business owner, or a corporate CPO. CEO, not CPO. I have too much Star Wars on my brain, obviously. Thanks, Lewis. Okay, so sleep is the ultimate form of self-care, and she and her team love helping families around the world get more of it in order to continue living healthy and thriving lives. So without further delay, let's talk about sleep. Okay, Brittany... (laughs) I'm so excited to have you on the show today. Welcome. Thank you so much. I'm super excited to be on. Yay. Okay. So what you as a listener don't realize is that Brittany and I are twinning from pretty much head to toe. We have the same, pretty much the same glasses and we're both (laughs) wearing gray and pink little tank tops and we just, we look like twins right now.
1: I think we should, like, post a picture of ourselves in the show notes or something just so people can see it because it's yes. funny.
0: It is funny. <laughs> Yes. I might have to brush my hair first, though.
1: Cause oh, I you know. It it's fine. It's <laughs> fine. <laughs> but
0: that's one of the beautiful things about podcasts is that you can have these incredible conversations with people and still be in your jammies, which Absolutely. I – Absolutely. So that's what's rocking over here. Anyway, so – Brittany, today we get to tackle one of the topics that I feel like is over talked about, but under like under understood. Not really like there's so many nuances to sleep, and I'm so excited to get your perspective. So, tell us a little bit about what your background has been like and kind of what you're doing right now.
1: Awesome. Um, so First of all, thanks for having me on. I'm super excited as well. And I completely agree that sleep is a really trendy topic right now Um, in like a, we all need more of it. We know (sighs) the importance of it. But, um, you know, at least in my realm, it feels like there's just not much out there that's tangible and that's actionable and that's like, do this now. So I hope we can kind of get into that because I think it's really under- Discussed. Um, so, my background um, is actually in biology and science education. Um, and so, that was my undergrad and my master's degrees. I taught in the classroom for eight years before going full time with the biz. Wow. So, yeah. I didn't yeah. realize it was that long. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, I was uh, toting along in the high school classroom and then had Lincoln, who's now three. Um, And I realized after having him that my hobby of sleep, which it's definitely a hobby of mine. It's my favorite hobby in fact, (laughs) Um, but my hobby of sleep and my role as new mom just like weren't fitting very well together. And so in comes um, a lot of sleep books, a lot of like behind the scenes education, a certification program, launching my business focused on pediatrics. And then after about a year in business, I realized, wait a minute, like, The parents aren't sleeping either. Yeah. And so that's sort of what has has brought us to the focus on adult sleep, particularly with moms, um, moms who, you know, want more of it, need more of it, but just like we were talking about, don't know how to either fit it in or prioritize it or don't have the skill to actually get better sleep.
0: Yeah, totally. That's it's such a prevalent issue because you know you hear the adage like sleep when your kids sleep, and it's like that does
1: not that doesn't jive with our like culture. No, it doesn't. Especially, you know, like the be more, do more, have more. You know, which Ugh. I think I think we're I think there's like been a paradigm sh- paradigm shift, and I think we're getting out of it. I my fingers yeah. are crossed, and because it's looking that way. Yeah. but I also feel like okay. Great. So do less and show up for yourself and take your time, but also realize that sleep can be part of that.
0: Hmm. I love that. Yeah. It feels like sleep, like you said, is a very trendy topic and it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sleep, sleep. And we brush it off, but it's so critical. So what in your experience has been like, what are some of the biggest benefits of sleep and why is it, why is it so important?
1: Yeah. So, um, I think, you know, in, in working with clients, one thing that we see a lot of is that when we're able to get into the deeper parts of sleep, which sleep is in cycles and it's like scientifically a little bit more complex than what I'm going to make it out to be right now, just for time's sake. But perfect when we're, when we're able to get into the deeper stages of sleep and have more of that deep sleep, the biggest impact is actually on our memory. So on like memory consolidations, on, you know, taking new information and assimilating it. And, you know, I think we particularly think about that with like growing kids and with adolescents and with college students. Yeah. Um, but then you also think about adults more in a preventative way. So like mm-hmm. if I can do something for myself that is going to prolong and increase my memory, like sign me up <laughs> right now. Totally. Like let's, you know, let's use sleep as a, as a way to... You know, prevent possibly at least decrease the chances of dementia and of Alzheimer's yeah. and of these things that are happening and we know more and more about them every day. Yeah. Um, and, it, and it is such a cure all. Like sleep is just, mm-hmm. it's like nature's most pure medicine. I mean, really? <laughs> yeah. No, it's so
0: true. And I think, you know, in terms of, you were talking about these these awful, awful uh, conditions that happen. And so much of that is related to your gut. And Mm -hmm. I think that a lot of times the connection is missed for a lot of people on the gut sleep connection too. And how when you're not getting that deeper sleep, when you're not having the quality rest, how much that impacts your gut, which then impacts Mm -hmm. your mood, which then like the hormones and everything. And that so much, I mean, just the the new science, air quotes, that's coming out about brain gut and sleep. I mean it's and bacteria, I mean all of it, right? Yeah. It's so critical for so many different areas. And so sleep isn't just like your body's rest and recharge time. Like that's your healing time.
1: hmm hmm Yeah. Which oh. is like, yeah, mind blown, right? And totally. and I think the thing is, is like when we're able to think Of sleep as like nature's medicine and this like healing property that it is and Also think of it as like the ultimate form of self-care that to me is like the perfect integration because in the self-care movement, which I love and I'm all about but like (laughs) Let's get let's get Self-care where I don't have to leave my house. I don't have to get a babysitter. It's free. It's accessible. It's good for me and It serves me in so many freaking ways, like Mm -hmm. uh, all the ways, (laughs) all the ways. All the ways. There's like literally (laughs)
0: nothing that is not impacted by sleep. Right, right. Nothing. I mean, down to, you know, I get to spend a lot of my days talking Mm -hmm. to people about, you know, the way that they want to change their body and Mm -hmm. the way that they want to improve their nutrition. And we get, you know, we talk about all their lifestyle factors and we get down to sleep and it's like, how's your sleep? And they're like, ah, Great ish, not really. You yeah. know, I get like three or four hours a night some nights, and sometimes I get eight. And it's like, okay, so everything else that you're doing, it it's it is a. It's not that it doesn't matter. It's important, but this is like foundation.
1: Totally. totally, yeah. So, what are some of the common mistakes that people make with sleep? Um, so I think. The biggest one I would say is, is not making time for it, not prioritizing it. And whether that's because you feel pulled in all the directions as a busy mom, whether that's because, you know, you have other habits that kind of get in the way of the prioritization of that, I would say not making time for it is number one. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, We also see, and this is particularly true with adolescents and adults, but unfortunately with kiddos too, the impact of screen time and device use yes. on sleep. And it's, yes. yeah, there's actually studies out right now by the National Institute of Health that are, like, it. they're saying that the modern day screen time issue is like the secondhand smoke issue of, like, the 90s, where it's like, people don't really realize the impact. And it wasn't until these studies came out years and years and years later that showed, even if you're in the home with your grandmother who's smoking, it still has a secondhand impact on you. And they're saying that now and equating that with device use, obviously not on like the cancer side, but in terms of that we know of yeah. yet. (laughs) um, But the word very much undermining the impact of screen time on the brain on the sleep mm-hmm. on the hormones and then you think also psychologically as well and emotionally like the, what does it mean what does it look like what does it feel like to be comparing yourself on instagram all day long things like that so yeah. um mm. yeah i would say mm-hmm. those are the, the big two for sure yeah. um and i i just wanted to go back you said something about you know working with clients around like making all of these lifestyle changes and things like that mm-hmm. and one thing that i think. Is often overlooked, would be that, yeah, we can like show up for ourselves at the gym and we can make all these, you know, other changes to our nutrition and things like that. But if you look at where the excuses come in and where those Mm. progress steps start Mm -hmm. to maybe not be so on track, it's typically because we get tired.
0: And yeah. we, reach,
1: we reach for more caffeine or that afternoon slump, we reach for the sugar. We just want something to boost our energy or we're too tired to make it to the gym. We, we hit snooze too many times. So our day starts off you know, a little behind schedule. Yeah. And so you were saying it's foundational and absolutely, yes, it is. And then it's also like such a huge big hitter for where the excuses come in. Hmm. and where it's so yeah. hard for us to show up when we're tired yes. for obvious reasons.
0: Yeah. Know. Yeah. And it changes everything. I mean, all the decisions that you make, if you have not gotten, I mean, you can get eight hours of sleep and I'm sure you're going to talk about quality versus quantity. But if even if you're getting eight hours, if it's not that deep cyclical seep, sleep, then I mean, it affects all of your choices. Because like you said, you're looking for quick hits for energy. So your cravings are going to be way up. You're going to be less inclined to make decisions for yourself that are empowering as far as like water and stretching and moving your body. You're going to be more inclined to sit still because your body's like must conserve energy. Yeah. I'm dragging, help me, <laughs> cannot expend. We have zero to spend. So that's going to make it harder to get to the gym. And then even if you do get there, then you're going to be like, Ugh. Mm-hmm. and that's when injury happens. So it's it's this like domino effect and it can build up on itself. And it's such a like, I don't think, it's not that, that's not true. I know that people don't get it. And why do you think that is? Why is there such a disconnect between <sighs> like really grabbing onto this idea and really embracing this notion that sleep is foundational. What is the disconnect? Do you think?
1: I think it's societally it's been, it's been neglected. It's mm. been like a, and again, I think it goes back to like the do more, be more, have more, go, go, go all the things, all the busy glorifi- glorification of busy, yes. like glorification of busy. And quality no. and quantity of sleep, those can't be on the same line. No. no, And so, you know, I think societally, like I even look, I even look like at our generation growing up, it was like be in all the sports, mm-hmm. be in all the after-school activities, get all your homework done, yep. you know, wake up early on the weekends to travel for your sport or your game or your band or whatever. And so I, then I look at like foundationally and generationally, has it been prioritized? Not really. Right. Not in a long time. I mean, probably since like the industrial revolution when like before the revolution, before we had light bulbs and all that stuff, like people went to bed with the sun. They woke up in the morning. Mm -hmm. Like there was the prioritization because there was none of this other stuff in the way. Right. Yeah. So I think it's like long, long, long ago. Mm-hmm. And I do, I hope, and I feel like in so many ways, we're getting to a point where where the, the tides are turning, thankfully.
0: Yeah, it feels like that. It feels it's like, I don't know if it's just because it's 2020 and people are like, oh, okay. You know, like let's use that 2020 vision to see how we can even approach things differently. What are we going to do different this year? What's something that I can start to do? And I think that self-care has gone from being this like luxury idea mm-hmm. to something that's like, no, really though. <laughs> yeah. Like, Legit. Yeah. It's self-care. Like I was even thinking about this yesterday. Like I was exhausted and I was doing laundry and it's like, you know what? Common self-care practice would be like, you know, you should just rest and you should just, you know, chill. But for me in that moment, self-care looked like doing the laundry. Because that was something that was inhibiting my ability to rest. And so once mm-hmm. the laundry was done, then it was great and I could go and I could take a nap. But it's like kind of changing the way that we even look at self-care is not a luxury mm-hmm. item. Like mm-hmm. self-care looks like literally taking care of yourself and sleep. Ah. It's like the yeah. it's like the missing thing. It's like in the fitness world, there's walking and people underestimate walking and this power. And it's yeah. like, incredible impact on health and fitness and wellness. And I feel like sleep is that in the self-care world. It's like the (laughs) black sheep of the family. Yeah. Like we have,
1: we have walking in the fitness world. We have water in the world of nutrition and we have Mm -hmm. sleep in the world of self-care and like walking water and sleep, like boom, let's start there. Yes. Let's forget the rest. Let's start. Seriously.
0: If you're going to reduce it down to like practical like steps. Like, yes, these are absolutely foundational things that are free to change. They're, you can do them anytime. Well, mean, sleep obviously has its specific times, but there's yeah. naps in there too. I was going to say, nothing wrong with a good nap. <laughs> oh, naps. Oh goodness. Power of suggestion. Now it's like, Ooh. <laughs> um, but Yeah. So I love, I love that. And I love that it's so like foundational. So what what are some of the reasons that people are not getting good sleep? Um, so
1: we talked about screen time. Yep. Screen right. time. Yep. And then scheduling it, prioritizing it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I would say, you know, there's, there's also sort of these external factors. So in addition to screen time, we have things like caffeine, which mm-hmm. unfortunately it's very cyclical. The more tired you are, the more like you are to reach for the caffeine and then the lower quality of your sleep. And it's just on and on and on. Mm-hmm. um, so, all of those environmental factors like caffeine, prescription, or over the counter sleep aids, mm-hmm. um, all of those impact the quality of sleep. It may feel like, oh, finally, I can fall asleep faster or easier. But if mm-hmm. we look at the prolonged impact of those on quality of, especially overnight sleep, like that two, three, 4 a.m. Mm-hmm. sleep, mm-hmm. it's just a band aid.
0: Yeah. It's a Band-Aid. Yeah. Right. It's not getting to the root cause of like what's causing the disturbance
1: in your sleep. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Um, And then, you know, I think another thing that, that tends to get in the way for a lot of people is your mindset around sleep. Mm -hmm. And not only in like a, I need it, I want it, I need to prioritize it sort of a way, but in Mm -hmm. a, I've never been a good sleeper or Mm -hmm. my mom, my mom even told me as a toddler, I never napped, you know, whatever it is, like deep-rooted things. Um, We tell ourselves a lot of stories about sleep, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: especially as a, I'm too busy for this. I don't have time for this. It's more important for me to do other things. Mm -hmm. Um, Wow. And so I think that that would probably be like my fourth, so prioritization, screen time, environmental factors, and then I would say something like sleep mindset.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, I think, and one of the ones that I've seen a lot is water consumption too late in the evening. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Everybody's getting up to go pee. pee. And then once you're up, it's so hard to go (laughs) back to sleep, especially if your hygiene, and I know we're going to talk about this too. If your sleep hygiene isn't where it needs to be, then it's Mm -hmm. so freaking hard to fall back to sleep. Mm -hmm. for A lot of
1: people, and so most people then reach for the phone because oh, I'm just gonna do this real quick, Mm -hmm. or I'm gonna check what time it is in that blue light, yeah, and then then you're back in the loop and the rabbit hole. That rabbit hole is (sighs) especially at 2 (laughs) a.m. Oh, that was the
0: worst because that's what time I woke up today. Mm -hmm. I woke up at 2 30 for some odd reason, and I could not go back to sleep. I think it took me four or five hours to fall back asleep. Um, so it's, yeah, it's hard. And so I definitely want to talk about that too. If there's like tips and tricks to falling back to sleep. I'll take definitely. This. Yeah. Let's, okay. So we kind of uncovered some of the, some of the common obstacles to sleep, especially that screen. That, that darn screen. screen. It's so tricky. Cause that. so tell just for a recap, because this might be new for some people. What is it about the screen? that is so like so impactful like you talked about like especially the social media aspect and what that mm. does for you mentally but what are some of the other aspects of the screen that stimulate that real block
1: to sleep yeah great question so um and it's so funny cuz it's one of those things like i feel like i think and talk about it all day long and i sometimes forget that not everybody lives in my head so thank <laughs> you for bringing that up um, totally so the the studies out right now are showing That the blue light from our screens, so not just phones, but devices in general, tablets, computers, TVs, and obviously our phones. The blue light that's produced from the phones, from the devices, is actually inhibiting the production of melatonin.
0: Mm.
1: And melatonin is our sleep hormone. And so Mm -hmm. unless we want to fight against biology, which I don't want to do that. I don't oh, know thanks. many people that do. Yeah. <laughs> Unless we want to fight against biology, we want melatonin levels to be naturally occurring and we want them to be highest before we go to bed so that our melatonin can help us get into the stage of sleep and then can help us sustain through an entire night and prevent those early morning, 2:03, 4 a.m. wakings. Mm-hmm. Um, so those phones, those devices are getting in the way because the, the, blue light is essentially tricking our bodies into thinking it doesn't need to produce melatonin at the levels that it naturally would without the impact of the devices
0: totally that makes so much sense and it's supposed to be isn't it stimulating like sunlight too absolutely
1: yeah and that's oh. why that's why the melatonin is is decreased because it's your your brain is telling the hormone systems don't produce melatonin it's still day it's still daylight. Crap. Still time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so what about, okay, so what about blue light glasses? Yes. I, um, so I like them as a tool. I like them as a tool. Mm-hmm. Um, if you have, you know, like, let's say a job that you're working after the kids go to bed, your mom bossing at home, you're doing that yep. thing, been there, done it, totally get it. And if you're going to have to be on the computer, if you're going to have to be on the phone from, let's say, 8 to 9 o'clock, let's use the blue light glasses as a tool. Um, but that doesn't negate the fact that now you're up and you're working and it's 9 p.m. and your brain is stimulated and you're thinking and you're stressed and your mm-hmm. cortisol levels are increased. Like Blue light glasses help on the outside, right. but it doesn't prevent the fact that your mind is still racing because of life. Yeah. Um so I like them. I, I think again, sleep is a trendy topic. So why wouldn't you make a blue light glass that you could sell, and they look cute and all that? Um, but if you're if you're thinking that a blue light gla- blue light glasses are going to change your patterns and your habits and your behaviors, they won't. Oh, I'm so glad that you said that. I'm
0: so glad that you said that because it's true. It's still like that takes care of maybe like helps one part of it, but then there's still the whole mental component of it all. So I'm so
1: glad that you brought that up and made that distinction. Yeah, yeah. it's an important one. It is, it is. And I think, again, because of the trendiness, it's like, oh, I'll just get blue light glasses. Like that'll solve everything. I totally Um, have some and they're super cute. Yeah, Yeah, (laughs) I mean, really, like why not? Mm -hmm. It's like, it's just like getting a new mattress. Like, yeah, a new mattress can certainly help. But a new mattress isn't going to change your sleep mindset, most likely, unless you do work around that. Yeah, totally.
0: It's so true. And I do love that you brought up mindset and I want to come back to that. But first I want to talk about sleep hygiene. So there's like an actual, like, there are things that you can do just like brushing and flossing and skincare, all that stuff having like your bedtime routine, but talk about like sleep routines and sleep hygiene,
1: although those are two different things. So go. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So hygiene. So, so sleep hygiene is a great way. So having a great sleep hygiene is a great way to increase the quality of your sleep. So a lot of hygiene lays in your environment. So Mm -hmm. things like making sure your room is dark, making sure your room is comfortable, making sure that your room or your I like to use the term sleep sanctuary because it makes me feel fancy. Mm-hmm. Yes, nice? girl, feminine flow. Right? I know about it. Like <laughs> sleep sanctuary as self-care. Like I just feel yes. like it just has such a great ring to it. It does. Um, I love it. And so making sure that space feels relaxing. Like when you walk into your mm-hmm. bedroom, it lets ideally not have it feel any – you shouldn't feel any negative Stressors when you walk in. Mm-hmm. So, like you mentioned the, uh, the other day, that you needed to do the laundry because you needed to do the laundry in order to rest. Yeah. For me, it's I need to get the laundry off of the bed, the clean laundry, mm-hmm. because if yep. the laundry is on the bed and I walk into the bedroom at eight thirty tonight, it's going to trigger all these things about yeah. like what I didn't do today and what I should have done today, and I can't believe I didn't get to that today, and what mm-hmm. did I do today, yeah. and so. For me, it's um, and and for a lot of moms in particular, making sure the space feels like a space that you want to be in and that you can relax in. Yeah. And so, on the you know um, path of of sleep hygiene, it's making sure that that space is prepped, mm-hmm. that you're you're ready for that. It's making sure that you've done things throughout your day to prepare yourself for sleep. So. Mm. Things like even daytime routine can improve nighttime sleep hygiene. So, you know, 30 minutes of movement. Don't underestimate the power of a walk. Right? Yes. Um, you know, get, yeah, getting outside, um, some natural sunlight, some exposure to help with the melatonin cortisol balance. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I also really like as part of a routine to improve hygiene, making sure that we have an hour to power down before bedtime. Mm, I like that. So just like before we exercise, we should stretch to prep our muscles and our body for that. It's really hard for us to expect. We're going to go, go, go all day long. And then we're going to walk into our bedroom. We're going to turn off the light. We're going to put on a different outfit and we're going to expect ourselves to just like fall asleep. Mm -hmm. We need some prep there. Yeah. Like let's let's stretch that, you know, let's stretch that muscle totally. and let's prepare our bodies. Um, you know, by doing a power down. And so maybe that's like your nighttime hygiene routine. Maybe it's a little stretching, you know, it could be a little journaling or meditation. Um mm-hmm. I've been a big fan recently of like the adult coloring books, just like the oh, doodle yes. books. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or like Read, read a book, sit down, cuddle on the couch, like spend time with your partner. Um, But giving your body and your mind a chance to just unwind.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think, you know, and it's a way that a lot of people unwind, myself included, you know, at the end of the day, you're tired and you just want to zone out and watch TV.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Mm -hmm. And that can be, you know, a real hindrance to that sleep too. So I love that you've given some suggestions for things that people could do without the TV. Mm-hmm. And you could still, I mean, if you just want to tune out, like you can still use like a podcast mm-hmm. or you can listen to an audiobook or listen to some music. So it's not like candlelight and a book. Darkness. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. It can still be a time where you can kind of tune out, but it's also good to have other things and to keeping that routine. I love yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so you said for sleep hygiene, making sure that your room is dark. I like to call it, tell people, like, you need to sleep in a bat cave. Yeah,
1: dark and like cool.
0: that dark. Like if there's even, like, a little bit of a light in your room – find a way to cover that. Like we use black electrical tape for like our yep. white noise machines
1: and for like diffuser buttons and things yep. like that. Like we just- That go- little, yeah, the little red button on the TV that's on even when the TV is off. Like I've never understood that. Why is that? Why? I don't know. I have no idea. <laughs> My son's space heater has that. There's like a little red button on the space heater. And even if that's it's off, I'm like, what in the- Yeah. Oh, weird.
0: So annoying. Huh.
1: But yeah, electrical tape can help. Um, You know, I think especially making sure as we get into the spring here and sun in theory starts rising a little bit earlier, Uh, in theory being the operative word, um, making sure that there isn't like any sort of like morning time trigger for waking. And that morning wake 5 a.m. can be really tricky for people who want to sleep through that. I know not everybody gets to sleep past 5 a.m., but (laughs) for those of us that want and, and can um, it's a really tough time to fall back to sleep because the melatonin levels are naturally fairly depleted by then. The body is pretty rep- prepped for the day. Cortisol has started to be produced. Like our brains are starting to flow. We're getting ready to jive. And any sort of little trickle of light, especially from sunrise, can be a, a pretty big trigger. Yeah.
0: So maybe using some blackout curtains
1: or yep. an eye mask, even. Yeah. I yep, love eye masks. Um, and you know, I think um I forget who I was telling this to and they actually laughed out loud when I said this. But when we travel, we bring black garbage bags and painter's tape. Because nice. I feel like yeah, I know it, it probably makes no, me it's, a totally crazy person. No, we bring thumbtacks
0: and oh. we have like blackout, like this blackout shade, shade. that we yeah. take and we'll yeah. pin we'll pin stuff up. That's yeah. the tape is smarter. We yeah. we make holes. Whoops. Well
1: <laughs> It's fine. You're probably not the only ones, But I think, you know, especially when we're out of our own element, um, it can be really hard to create that sleep sanctuary. It can be really hard to maintain that sleep hygiene. And so doing things or bringing things that are going to make it feel like you're still in your space and still in your routine can be super Mm. helpful. Um, I'm one that travels, you know, if I'm going on a road trip, I'll bring my pillow. Like I like my pillow and I want Mm -hmm. my pillow and I will bring my pillow to preserve that piece of my sanctuary. Oh, I love that. That's so good. I love it. What
0: about, I have two questions. What about white noise and mm-hmm. weighted blankets?
1: Yeah, great question. Also that. also trending. Yes. I <laughs> just love it. I yeah. just,
0: we switched comforters and we got one that was much lighter and I could not sleep. So mm-hmm. I put my other one back on my bed because I can't, I have to have that weight, weight. on yeah. me. I just, yeah. I can't.
1: Um so white noise I love for every room in every house everywhere. Um yes. so the way that the the way that the frequencies on the white noise are emitted, it helps to mask other sounds. So you mentioned an eye mask to help block out the dark or the brightness. Yeah. And a white noise machine is like an eye mask but for your ears. Perfect. So um I love it and I love them particularly for kiddos. Um so you don't have to feel like you're tiptoeing around if you're going to get up before them or stay up after them or whatever the case. Totally. Um some people wonder if they're like sleep props, but because you have full control over when it goes on and when it goes off, I don't worry about it as a quote unquote prop. Um, mm. And also they've gotten so portable and easy and there's apps and you can find a YouTube channel with white noise. Like you can take it anywhere. So I, I take like that it
0: backpacking. Yes. It's crazy. I have wireless earbuds. Yeah. So I put those in and then I turn on my white noise in the middle of nowhere. I love it. <laughs> I, have I love to it. have it because yeah. it, it helps so much, and I've noticed such a difference in the quality of my sleep and it's just I mean, like you said, there's so many options and ways mm. to take it with you, so there's yeah. really yeah, I think it's beneficial
1: um and then for the weighted blanket, honestly, I don't have too much experience with too much experience with the weighted blankets with clients um. Mm-hmm mostly because they're a little bit on the spendier side and Mm -hmm. I like to give people like more accessible options. Um, So I would rather like if it's, especially if it's an anxiety thing, like I would rather work Mm -hmm. on doing some things as part of the power down hour to work through some of the like anxious feelings and the anxious energy rather than using a blanket to like air quote, cover it up.
0: (laughs) Oh yes. I see what what I did did there. there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh You know, it's oh. so true though. I love that because there's a lot of people who have trouble falling asleep because mm-hmm. their mind is so mm-hmm. busy. And mm-hmm. then people who wake up and their brain starts going and mm-hmm. it just gets so busy. So learning tools to work with that so good. And I love yeah. that that is what you do. And that's how you help people in the world, both with their kiddos and as adults.
1: Yeah, because that's a big part of it. It's yeah, and it's powerful. And I think you know, um, taking some time again back to that power down hour, which is probably one of the most powerful tools that I teach. But taking some time during that time to like be with the thoughts and mm-hmm. sit with the thoughts, and then work through you know some of the mindset stuff that might be trapping, either because it's like deeply rooted sleep mindset or because of anxiety and feelings and thoughts from the day. Um, really be having time yeah. to be there, and we don't make time for that. Mm-mm. most of the time.
0: right? Yeah, it's mm-hmm. definitely the number one obstacle that I see in my business. Mm-hmm. Number one is just this real disconnect between the results that you're looking for and sleep. So I'm so glad that you are doing this and that you're helping people. In this, in this incredibly powerful way. How can people find
1: you online? Great question. Um, so we are the Sleeper Teachers on Instagram and on Facebook and on Pinterest. So quite a lot of blogs and free sleep education on Pinterest, which is kind of cool. Love it. Um, and then the website is sleeperteachers.com. Sleeperteachers.com. Okay. So – your homework assignment, if
0: you're listening to this episode, is to head over to follow on Pinterest or Instagram and grab some tools and start working. And if you're like, okay, I'm ready. I'm ready to improve my sleep. You guys have sold me on this idea that it's actually like the foundation and that anything I'm doing on top of that is not going to be as powerful as it could be.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like and an enhancer. For sure. Yeah. Right. It's going to supercharge everything else. Yep. Everything else. Mood, mood, memory, patience, um, immune system. So that's where I've been going wrong. No, i just yeah. kidding.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay. I absolutely love that. Oh, that's so incredible. So when you work with people, do you do mostly do one-on-one or do you, yep. like, what does this look like for you?
1: Yep. Um, mostly one-on-one. Um, we've dabbled in groups a little bit, but i You know fully believe in the power of customization and meeting you where you are and getting you to where you want to be Um, So that's where the majority of energy has been focused. So one-on-one customized plans accountability support It's like what you do within personal training is what I do with sleep Like let's let's meet you where you are take you where you want to be like, let me hold your hand Let me help you troubleshoot. Let me cheer you along um and let's help sleep become your hobby too because I'm telling you, like, if you can start to think of sleep as a hobby, you'll make time for it. You'll start to love it again. Like, you're going to get your whole house on board. You're going to be like, mom, like, who are you? Who is this sleeping beauty?
0: (laughs) In her sleeping sanctuary. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, I just love that. Brittany, thank you so much for being here and for sharing so much of your insight and your wisdom and tools about us today. My mind is blown, and now I can't wait for it to be bedtime. Yay! <laughs> I have like nine hours to go, but Fine. I'll count it down. Count down. Count down to bedtime. <laughs> totally, it's gonna be. It's gonna be great. I'm excited. All right, friends. Well, thank you so much for tuning in today. Again, I will link Brittany in the show notes so that you can find her. She's incredible, an amazing resource. So make sure you follow her on social and reach out to her if you're ready to take your sleep to the next level. All right, friends. May you sleep beautifully tonight, and I will see you next week. And that's a wrap. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Captivatingly Confident. I am so excited that you're here and investing in yourself. If you want to learn more about Captivatingly Confident, you can visit my website, CaptivatinglyConfident.com. You can also follow me on Instagram at Kim.Ludeman. Thank you so much for hanging out today. If you would like to, I invite you to subscribe to the show and also to leave a rating and review on iTunes. Every single review means so, so much to me and it helps to get the word about Captivatingly Confident out and to help change women's lives. I'll see you next time.